Welcome to Bikes, Burpees, and Backhands. BBNB is sponsored by Bike Friendly Atlanta. Visit us on Facebook and on Instagram, trying to make our streets safer for everyone to use. On to this week's segment. Good morning, all. This is Dave Matthews, uh, ten- tennis coach here in the metro Atlanta area. Uh, going over a topic that is very um, hot and heavy, uh, often talked about, often misunderstood, um, and trying to give you a little bit of light on how to schedule, um, what tournaments to play, uh, while looking at the USTA, uh, and at the end, the UTR uh, rating systems, rankings, ranking systems, so on and so forth. I've been coaching here in the East Metro Atlanta area for over 30 years, have seen point systems come and go, anything from the, the old point system, which was, uh, I think you had to accumulate something like six total points, the tournaments were broken down into two-point, one-point, half-points, and zero-point tournaments. Those equate out to now where the two-pointers are the one-pointers on the today's system. Um, your uh, one-pointers are now going to be like level uh, twos and threes, and then your half-pointers are going to be your fours and fives. Uh, and also sixes will be uh, the zero pointers in the old standards. But anyway, I basically just took, uh, I've got boys and girls in my tennis academy up at Beaufort City Park. Um, I basically just just picked a, a, a ranking division, went to, you know, a certain, uh, what I would call a middle of the road, which is not middle of the road, but... Uh, just a starting point to give you some topics of discussion. Uh, I picked a, uh, I think it's a boys 14s division. I'm looking at a player that's um, not really sure. I'm also, while I'm uh, chatting with you here on the blog blog post or the uh, podcast, I'm also going to, let me, let me see if I can do this real quick. Uh, yeah. There are over, in this age division, there are over a thousand ranked. Uh, I am going to pick somebody that is, um, you know, I guess he's in the top 10%. Uh, he's, this person's going to be ranked about 100. And start discussing uh, where this player should play, what level of tournaments and why, and hopefully give you some insight as to how Uh, I, as a coach, and if there are other coaches would like to be on our podcast here at Bikes, Burpees, and Backhands, uh, all you have to do is, uh, I know through uh, my podcast provider, um, I know you can go there and leave me a voicemail, which is kind of a uh, a unique thing. It's, you got to get the Anchor app 
um, and it is free. So you can go there, listen to all our podcasts. I've got uh, two or three of them out right now, or I have one out that has three segments to it, interview with my daughter, uh, who is the youth volleyball coordinator with the Decatur Family YMCA here in Atlanta, Georgia, or Decatur, Georgia. And uh, it's broken down into three quick 10 or 12-minute segments. Uh, you can go on uh, Anchor and get that, or you can go to Bike Friendly ATL. Uh, the podcast is listed there. Also, you can find it on iTunes and Spotify and all the uh, podcast apps. But today's topic of conversation is rankings um, and what tournaments to play from a junior perspective. Uh, one, one first and foremost thing that uh, was brought to my attention many years ago, uh, being here in the Atlanta metro area, was that with the and it, it could have changed somewhat. Um, I, I get it; these numbers are not exact. Um, several years ago, it was brought to my attention that um, of all the participation in the entire southern section—that's nine states—that goes all the way from Louisiana, Mississippi. Um, Tennessee, Kentucky, all the way over to North and South Carolina and Georgia, um, Alabama. Um, I'm probably leaving out maybe a state, but not many if I did. Anyway, if you take all the participation in the southern section, does not include Florida, um, they, like California, are their own uh, district uh, if you take all the participation, uh, you know, I'm willing to bet you that the percentages are still very high, that there is probably, you know, 80 to 90% of that participation is in the nine metro Atlanta counties surrounding Atlanta. Uh, that is staggering. That tells you, and that's why when you go to the uh, Georgia Junior Qualifier, which now is held in Norcross. It was held here this past June for the first time in its history. It used to be held in Macon. That tells you that out of, uh, usually it's, you know, the, the Southern um, Tournament used to be a, which the Georgia Junior Qualifier is a qualifier straight into the Southern Tournament. So, if you're ranked in the top, here in Georgia, if you're ranked in the top, I don't know, 40-ish uh, or so of the uh, southern section, and you're from Georgia, uh, if you're, no, I'm sorry, if you're ranked in Georgia in the top 40, pretty good chance you're going to get into the southern tournament, which is about a week or so, week and a half after the Georgia Junior Qualifier. Those are held in different cities. They used to be held in the 16s now, I think, will probably be held in uh, Rome. I think the 18s used to be held in Little Rock. Um, the 12s used to be in Columbia, South Carolina. And the 14s used to be back down in Macon. So uh, where that one's held now, I'm not sure. But anyway, so your your road to getting higher rankings and developing players uh, 
is set on going to the qualifier, which for Georgia players, that's here the last week of school. Uh, the last week school is out. That's in May, late May and early June every year. Uh, and that draw is usually around, uh, used to be uh, there for a while. It was an uh, open draw. Uh, then they cut it off at 64. Uh, the top 64 entries that entered it got in. And that is a level one Georgia tournament for Georgia players. So that's where you're going to get your most um, points for winning rounds is in that level one. Uh, it's a great place to be. It's a great learning ground. Uh, you know, probably only your top 20 or 30 players have a really good chance because of the physical and mental challenges that it presents to uh, round in, round out. Got to provide solid play, uh, adapting to all the weather conditions and the heat and the sun and the the wind uh, and the, you know, the courts and the shade and all that. Players have to put up consistency, provided all that changes from day to day, hour to hour. Uh, and the, the winner is somebody that's proven to be able to put mental and physical challenges aside, uh, get through them, and win. To get there, though, let's say, for instance, this player, um, I will not call any names. Uh, players got uh, 1,410 singles points so from there uh there is a percentage i think it's like 20 percent goes for doubles so if you enter a doubles tournament and get some wins 20 percent of that will be added into your singles ranking that that hopefully promotes you to play some doubles and that's a good thing uh used to in the old days you had singles and doubles in some tournaments and you usually find the same partner and keep on playing all the time, and that helped, um, especially at the qualifier. you got to play singles and doubles every day almost. So this player, like I said, for instance, he is um, ranked about 100 out of 900-plus uh, ranked kids. The higher you go in every ace division, the more points it takes to move up significant amount of standings, uh, moving up rank in the rankings. So at about 100, if you've got 1,410 points, 1,410 points, uh, this player, I'm going to scan down really quickly and see what, what you want to do is look at their rank, their ranking or their sheet, uh, Here's a 211-point tournament that counts toward their ranking. So basically, oh, here's 195. So here's my real question. So you've got 195 points from a level four tournament where, let me see, make sure, yep, a level four tournament, they entered it. There were only, uh, well, they only got to play three matches. One was, one was the first round loss was in a, Match tie break, 10-6, very competitive match. Well, this player's ranked 100, so he lost to a player ranked 66, which is close, 10-6 in the match tie break. Then they lost, no, then they won in the consolation semi, and they won in the consolation final. So they got 195 points out of, um, 
you know, possible 330 and a level four. To, to win it, you get 330. Let's see, he's got one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, he's got six tournaments on his, on his uh, ranking that counts toward points. The lowest point total is 195 points. So let's just say, for instance, this player who, who you know, lost to number 66. So 100 is a pretty viable thing. With 195 points, if he played another level four and won it, he got three or, let's say, two. Well, this tournament, he got three matches. Uh, you know, a lot of the level fours, you might get even four. That'd be a round of 16 draw. Uh, if you win it, that'd be four matches consecutively. So you've put up solid numbers, uh, you know, for th four rounds. Obviously, the players get a little bit better usually. And from there, if you win it, 330 points minus 195 is going to be um, 135 points netted. So that would knock the 195 off, move in a... 330 point total in the way of it so if you looked at his ranking at 1410 point total and you added 135 points to it you'd come up with about 1545 points that would move this kid up uh, to about 90 so about 10 spots that's a level four tournament win usually you can find level fours Everywhere around Atlanta, there's two, three, four, five of them some weekends. Uh, your travel expenses are nothing. Uh, you literally can go to around Atlanta in an hour, hour and a half at the most, play the entire day, come back home, sleep in your own bed, do the same the next day. Um, very easy to do around Atlanta. My recommendation is play level four tournaments unless a level three or two happens to pop up within an hour or two drive play all the level fours until you get i would say at least either four or five level three wins i mean level four wins on your record that would put you at 330 that would put you um let me do that let me see i get my calculator out here if you did 330, 330, let's say times five, you'd come up with 1,650 points. Right there, you're up to around 80 in this. And then if you add, let's say you had another, you know, 250 pointer, you know, you got to the quarters or semis, that bit you at 1,800 points. That right there in this ranking division 1,800 points would stick you up around 60. Well, at that point, you're forced. You have to start playing level threes because all your point totals are going to be 330, you know, 310, 330. Uh, and for you to gain any points now, you need to move up to level threes and start winning. You probably, and you should, you should be able to put up good enough numbers to uh, level three tournaments generally have full draws, things like that. Although I have seen in the past year or two where people go play level threes that are in Columbus or in Macon or uh, other states like Birmingham or Greenville or somewhere else where might be a level two or three southern tournament. They've only got an eight draw. Well, 
in my mind, what you need to do to continually further your tennis um, competency is you need to sustain your level of play for multiple rounds, uh, given that the fact the qualifier is going to be six rounds against the highest ranked players in the state. So literally, there is no leeway as far as having an off match or offset and coming back from it. Um, usually your level twos and ones, the main draw, you're playing two out of three sets, full sets. That's something level fours are never going to see. Uh, level threes, I think they, I don't think they do them either. So literally, for you to win the qualifier, you're going to have to come up, put up the serious numbers, and be ready physically and mentally to play two out of three sets, not just two sets with a 10-point match tiebreak. You go in the back draw, then you get the match tiebreak, but yet you're playing high-level players. So you've got, you can't take a set off. Uh, you might get lucky, but the physical end of that is going to be in the back draw, in those level one, like the Georgia Junior Qualifier, you're going to be playing uh, two sets with a 10-point match tiebreak. You can play two a day and then doubles along with that. So my recommendation from this tournament player who I've played state, southern, national, international events uh, on the world scale, um, my recommendation is play all level fours, you know, fours and fives. If you're just starting, play fives or sixes. And when your ranking, uh, your record gets high enough to where uh, point total-wise, you've got at least four. Let's say level fours for this gen this young man. Four level fours of 330 points plus. Um, it's great to get a 330 and get come out of there with 350 or 400 points. The bad part is you may have only played two or three matches. You're going to come back to your area, especially here in the Atlanta area, and you're going to have to play some of the strongest kids in the semis and finals of these level fours. And you're going to say, well, I'm, number, I'm a number two seed. Yeah, this other player just moved up in age division. They were ranked in the lower age division, higher, much higher than you. You're going to get dusted, and your confidence is going to take a brutal beating. So part of this process is not only sustaining your level of play, but also mentally being able to sustain it. Uh, it's easy to say, oh, they're in shape. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I'm not new to this rodeo. I've seen physical and mental conditioning play such factors, especially in long tournaments. Uh, it's a bigger factor. You, better players don't waver. They don't lower their, their level of play. They stay the same. Everybody else falls off. And that's part of conditioning, the mental and the physical side of it. So like this player's ranked number 100, the ranking overall being 100 is 9 and 21. I got to break the news to you. This player needs some more wins. And that don't mean sandbag. That means play level fours where, you know, you've got, I see two or three level threes in a row where they lost and lost. And then in some of those tournaments, those level threes, you're playing players that are moving up in age division that were pretty high ranked but from below. And you're not going to get wins. Wins does not, or losses do not promote confidence. 
So then all of a sudden you play in a, here's a level four. They got a win and then they got two losses. Then there's another level four. They got two wins and two losses. So until this player shows me the ability to put together two, three, four matches, match wins in a row, you can tell them they're doing good all day long. When they're losing two-thirds of their matches, 9 and 21 is what they're doing. When you're losing two-thirds of your matches, it is hard to gain confidence. And without confidence, you're not going to gain the ability to depend and call on shots. And that's why they're inconsistent. But part of that consistency or inconsistency in this point is the fact that they're playing higher level tournaments, which, oh, we all like to believe that well, you get better by playing higher, but better players. Yeah, you do. But you need some wins along the way. If you're playing higher level players and you're always getting beat, you start building in a sense that I'm expected to lose instead of I have a chance to win. So don't fall into the prey that you're only going to get better by playing better players. Sometimes you need to be able to defend who you are and what you've worked hard to get. And that is just as much a part of the process. Playing somebody in level fours, you're going to see a lot of the same clientele. They're, you know, they're at level four stages. They're losing you know, half or more than half of the matches they're winning. And then when they move up to level threes, they're going to lose even more. So unless they get a favorable draw, which happens, like I said, you can play tournaments level threes out of the metro area and find out there's only seven kids in the draw. Well, you know, you might get somebody in that other draw that just wanted to play the first tournament. Well, yo, you get a win. You get all these points. What did you really get? Nothing. You got a big bill when you got home for staying in a motel. That's okay. But you won one match, or the, and then you got your butt handed to you by somebody that actually legitimately is a level three Southern player. So don't fall into the point system. Fall into gaining confidence and gaining strength mentally and physically from a player's standpoint. The points will happen. Um, that, let me look at my notes here. Uh, that is literally all of what I have to say in this short little podcast. Uh, make sure your players, A, are at the level where they're winning. Uh, and and to, win, uh, to win 60, 70% of your matches, it's going to take a while. <laughs> this is not a quick process. I saw a little statistic the other day that takes one or two years to build a uh, a moderate player. It takes three to five years to build a good player. And it takes 10 years to build a great player. Well, if you ain't in it for the long haul, don't play into the fad. And from a parent standpoint, it's always good to expose your kids to other sports. Don't get me wrong. Not everybody's going to be a tennis player. Not everybody's going to be a basketball player. Not everybody's going to be a soccer player or a, um, you know, a horseshoe player or a pickleball player or a, you know, a wrestler, a, 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 what do you call a sculler. Uh, not everybody's meant for every sport. It doesn't work that way. Some people can play a lot of sports. Some people play too many sports and they don't focus on any enough of one or two to where they actually become better. Uh, 
Um, sometimes that fear of getting better is the fear that you may have to work a little harder to gain more ranking or status quo. So these are a lot of the topics that I go through with parents quite often. Some parents listen, some parents don't. Um, all I can tell you is that if a coach is very well um, educated on the ranking system, is this the best system? No. Um, the best system in my mind, and I know the USTA will come back and, uh, you know, they've got their reasoning and all this. You look at the ATP, the WTA, and you've got the Grand Slams, which I get it. You know, it's about money, but it's also about points. Points get you into the tournaments. Without the points, you can't get in. If, if you've got a player here in Georgia, I'm going to make this really quick. If you've got a player, for instance, in Georgia several years back, several as in like probably 10 or 15, we had a player in Georgia that only played national level ones and two tournaments, occasional Southerns. Uh, he was ranked 16 in the country. And his sponsor, I guess, one year wanted him to play the qualifier, which was in Macon, which... I think he was from that area. Uh, so he applied and, you know, got it. He was going to get in, obviously, ranked 16 in the country. And he got in. They didn't know what to seed him. Didn't have a Georgia ranking because when you win or win rounds at a national tournament, you don't get points for your southern or state ranking. You just get it for national, which to me blows my mind. I would think that if a, three, a level four here in Georgia gets you 330 points, uh, I guess a level one is going to get you like, I don't know, that's got to be four, three, two, one. That's three more levels up. I'd say a level one here in Georgia, uh, to win it, you should get like 660 points or something like 700 points, whatever. You would think at a national level, if you won a national level tournament, you'd get like thousand points you know for every round up to that let's say you got to the round of 16 which he was ranked 16 you would think that's only 16 8 4 2 that's only three matches from winning it you think you get like 600 points or whatever whatever the scaling is it's fine with me towards your georgia ranking well a lot of your i think the way that it comes off is that if you play all national tournaments and you're getting around 16 you're going to get 600 points, which you'd have to win the qualifier to get that here in Georgia. Well, okay. This is a national level tournament. These are ITF ranked players, international ranked players. A lot of them, you're winning, you know, three, four rounds in the national tournament. You should get 600 points, but they feel that, well, that's going to make somebody here in your home state. You know, they're not going to ever see this player, well, they should. They should go out and play some national tournaments or southern-level tournaments, which this player has probably played some of those. Uh, but so be it. It is what it is. Uh, the ranking system has some merits, and it has some drawbacks. This, to me, is one of the drawbacks, is where you play in national-level tournaments and you get no points towards your state ranking. To me, this is just trying to make more money if that kid wants to have a state ranking. Shouldn't have to. You play national tournaments, you're winning two, three, four rounds. That's all you should be doing. That all trickle down to your southern and national, uh, southern and state ranking. You're in the pot just like that. You're winning those rounds. You deserve to be number one in the state. 
No question. Then if you go play your state tournament, you will be seeded number one, which is where you should have. This player wasn't. They put him three seed for that tournament. He wound up beating a semifinal player that couldn't finish the tournament because he was out of gas, and this kid beat him down that bad in the first set. Literally had to go to the hospital to get IVs and everything to recuperate. Um, That just shows the level of this national player. He's that good. So that in itself is a proving point for me that you play in national tournaments, you're not getting you're not getting ten point tiebreakers. You're playing sets, and that's a whole nother ball game of conditioning mentally and physically. Uh, anybody has anything they want to discuss about this? Please go get the um, the anchor app. You can send me voice messages through the app. I will get those. We can have a podcast about you know talking about this kind of stuff. Last but not least, we have the UTR, which has come up. Uh, We've had a lot of different, several ranking systems or amendments to the rankings and stuff like that. We do have uh, tennisrecruiting.net. It is hosted uh, or operated by a great uh, Hall of Fame member here in Georgia, Julie Reg. Um, It basically goes off head-to-head, I think, there in the early part of the tennis um, rating system there back 10, 15 years ago when the tennisrecruiting.net came out. A lot of tournament directors used tennisrecruiting.net because it did take into account head-to-head uh, matches. They used a lot of that as a backbone for their um, their seeding. And the USTA didn't like it. They made it mandatory that you had to use the rating system that the USTA has done. To me, that's slapping in the face that a head-to-head win always wins. Um, you know, if that player turns it around and goes and wins two, two back-to-back matches, then maybe that player needs to be the higher seed. But your tennisrecruiting.net rating will show that too. Head-to-head is the overall factor. If I've beaten you two, two out of three times, you've got to give me the nod as the higher seed. Uh, that's just the way co- competition works. Um, the UTR, just another, um, got algorithms and stuff that they use, uh, as far as, you know, if they're two head to head comparable players and one of them wins, if they win by more than it was projected, then you'll move up a little bit. Even if you're the lower player, you'll move up a little bit if you keep it closer than they projected. So there are algorithms there. Uh, the UTR rating is on a scale of one to 16, um, you know, it, it sounds like a very viable thing, uh, but the biggest thing is you got to get enough people to buy into it to where it does have merit. And then all of a sudden, like tennisrecruiting.net, will the USTA use it? Uh, will they use it in their system? Um, I think the USTA should just add points from the national level to the sectional and state level. And let that fly. If you don't like it, go play national tournaments and win some matches. You will not find seven or eight people in a national draw. You'll find a full 64 draw usually or whatever it accommodates, 32, 64, 128, doesn't matter. Uh, but that's where you got to put up the physical and the mental numbers. Um, those are just my thoughts toward the, rating, the ranking system. Um, like I said, if your player is playing at a level four, Wait till they get, unless there's something locally that you don't have to travel for, 
I would stay in your local area as much as you can, travel as least amount as possible, and prove that you need to move up by getting four to five of your current levels uh, tournament wins and win the tournaments. And then as you move up levels, you're also going to get longer, bigger draws to where you have to sustain that level of play for many a matches in a row, four, five, six matches in a row. That is, to me, just as important as how many points you have. It's probably more important because that means you can sustain your level of play mentally and physically without lapses, and that is what good players do. I hope all this helps you. Uh, like I said, if uh, you don't agree with me, you can always leave me a voice message. Uh, it is better to play better players, but if you're not getting wins, <laughs> you're not going to think you're that good. And that's the way competition goes. Uh, you need wins. Does that mean you sandbag? No. You play the level you should be at until you prove it. Don't move up. Prove it and move up. Don't move up because you think you belong there. That's a great, great way to get your butt handed to you. Just my thought from a uh, national, international players uh, and Georgia Tennis Hall of Fame members uh, opinion. It is my opinion. But uh, I've also trained a lot of good players. So hope all of you have a great day. Hope you check out Bike Friendly ATL on uh, Facebook and Instagram. We're trying to make our streets safer one at a time and make our roads safer for everybody to use. Y'all have a great day, and I hope this helps you get your tournament players down the road in a smoother fashion. Take care now. Bye-bye. This has been another segment of Bikes, Burpees, and Backhands. This is your host, Dave Matthews, thanking you for listening. There are thousands of other podcasts out there, and we hope you continue to choose us for your insights to biking, fitness, and tennis and or pickleball. Uh, if you want to download our free bike-friendly app, uh, you can check in the description of this podcast i will make sure i leave a link there for you it is free and there are ways to get uh, free bike friendly atlanta t-shirts and merchandise discounts there through the app so please head on over and download and get uh, saving up your post and get some free merchandise hope you all have a great day and keep our roads safer out there for everybody to use take care